Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's Clemson Athletics Podcast. Don Munson, baseball coach Monty Lee with us because we're actually starting fall ball uh, this weekend. Nothing excites you more than regular ball than me saying maybe fall ball to you. Well, quite honestly, fall ball to me is the most fun part of the year. And the reason being is is it's that blend of the veterans uh, who are a year older, a year stronger, a year more experienced, a year more comfortable. Um, They're more acclimated to the culture of the program uh, and the team. Uh, And the new guys, the new guys coming in who are trying to learn the ropes and adjust from high school level or junior college level baseball to this level. So the the blend of the newer guys and the older guys and everybody trying to come together and uh, the coaching staff uh, excited about um, beginning that journey of developing this team and developing these players individually. It's just a really exciting time. Uh, for all of us here, and uh, it's the part of the year that I really enjoy the most. All right. Before we talk about what's going to be happening here, I just want to go back and just revisit last season just a little bit. 47-16 and 16 overall, 22-8 and eight, uh, in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Pretty doggone good season for you. We believe so. Uh, we believe so. I think when you look at the total body of work, uh, we won 47 games, uh, which I believe, and, and I don't keep up with a, a whole lot of stats when it comes to this, but you know, I think it's the most wins we've had in over 10 years. Uh, you know, We were co-champions in the league, 22 uh, wins in league play. 47 wins was the fourth most uh, total wins for any team in Division One baseball last year. There's 297, I believe, Division One baseball programs. Uh, so we did a lot of really good things last year and I'm I'm proud of our team uh, the group of guys that we had last year really just how consistent they were um, you know how hard they competed for us uh, and they did a lot of really good things one of the things that went back and I told you I was going to throw this at you when you all scored just three runs three or more runs in a game 46 and eight I mean, Monty, that's pretty, that speaks to me, that speaks volumes, not only about what you're doing offensively, but also about your pitching staff and your defense. Well, I think one of the stats, I think a lot of times when people look at Clemson baseball over the last couple of years, uh, some of the numbers that jumped out uh, were the home run numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people like to talk about how much power we had. I think we were third in the country last year in home runs, but I don't think, you know, one thing that doesn't seem to get taught about enough is how good we've pitched uh, in the last three years, and you look at the job that Coach C did last year. I don't know if if I've ever been a part uh, of a of a, a team or a program that lost over 400 innings from the year before, and were able to do what we were able to do on the mound last year. And then you look at what Coach Lacroix did uh, when it comes to our defense, our infield defense last year, and our outfield defense was superb. Uh, we filled a 975, which I think was the best uh, fielding percentage uh, we've had here at Clemson. So our pitching and our defense were very, very good last year. Uh, and that's just a testament to Coach C and Coach LaCroix and how good a job they did on that side of the baseball. Yeah, 3.65 team ERA uh, last year. By the way, you did out home run folks 98 to 55, just in case people were uh, wondering about uh, that stat as well. All right, so that that leads me. Let's talk about the fall. And let's start with pitching because you got a couple of, of guys that are going to come back that were weekend starters for you on the mound last year. And so that gives you a little bit of a jump. Well, it certainly does. I think when you return a guy like Brooks Crawford, 
who's pitched a lot of meaningful innings in his career here in three years. Uh, you return Jacob Hennessy, same thing, uh, has pitched a lot of meaningful innings for us here. That's, that's a good thing. Um, you know, both of those guys through, I think, you know, maybe 150 innings or so between the two of them last year or more. Uh, then you have Spencer Strider. You know, Spencer last year as a true freshman, very similar to Brooks and Jacob as freshmen. We used them in a variety of roles. Uh, Spencer is pitched out of the bullpen uh, in short relief, in long relief, and he has started uh, and did a, a really good job for us last year. Um, and, and similar to how we use Jacob and how we've used Brooks. Uh, Brooks and Jacob were both relievers early in their career and developed into starters. Uh, you know, those three guys alone uh, have thrown a ton of innings for us and did a really good job. Uh, and uh, certainly are, are kind of on the front end of that rotation discussion. Uh, the great thing about the fall is everybody gets to compete for those opportunities. And we certainly think that Brooks and Jacob and Spencer, um, from an experience standpoint, um, would be uh, strongly in that conversation as, as weekend rotation guys. But we have a lot of newcomers that are very talented and we feel very good about. And we've got some guys that are coming back who pitched meaningful innings last year who are going to factor in that as well. Well, one of those guys is going to be Carson Spires, obviously in the back end of the bullpen. He was he was certainly a key cog for you. Obviously, Riley Gilliam gone, so you, maybe you have to find that, that closer. And I'm going to guess that's, that's one of the things that you, that you begin to look for here in the fall. Well, I think you always look at a pitching staff, believe it or not, we do here. We actually look from the back working forward. I think that's important because one of the stats that's very important to us is how good a job that we do from the seventh inning on. Uh, winning the last nine outs of the game is kind of a culture thing for us. It's something within our team that we talk about a lot. And to be good from the seventh inning on, you got to be good in the bullpen, and you got to be good defensively, and you've got to be good uh, when it comes to situational hitting. Uh, and that's one thing that we, we take a lot of pride in and we've done well. And when you look at our losses, where were our losses from last year uh, on the pitching end? We had two guys at the end of the game in Miller and Gilliam who were as good as anybody in the country. Uh, the third piece last year was Carson Spires, and Carson's back. Carson uh, had a, an unbelievable year for us last year. Um, the gains that he made from his freshman year to his sophomore year were, were unbelievable to me. Um, and now he's in his third year uh, here in the program. He went out uh, and pitched in the Cape Cod League this summer and did a really good job. So he's full of confidence. He's a big-time competitor we feel very good that Carson is going to be right there in that mix, whether it's as closer uh, or uh, first guy out of the pen. Uh, we don't know yet. That's, again, what the fall is for, the competition for those spots. But Carson certainly uh, is going to be at the forefront in that discussion when it comes to pitching at the end of the game. And I think that's where we've got to focus this fall and try to figure out you know, who's going to be those guys from the seventh inning on. We feel like we have, as long as we stay healthy, uh, we feel like we have some really good options at starting pitching, uh, but who's going to take the ball for us when we have that one-run lead with nine outs to go because that's going to be the separator for us this year is how good are we at holding on to that lead once we have it. 
Well, again, the, the stat from last year, 39-3 and three, uh, when leading after six, 41-1 when leading after eight. And you, you got to have those similar kind of numbers again. No question. Now, you look at those stats, and uh, you can see that we were very good with the lead after our starters came out of the ball game because our, our pitching and defense was so good, and, and that's what it takes. You know, the teams that blow leads late because they can't catch the baseball or they struggle to execute pitches late in the ball game, it doesn't matter how good your offense is. You can score seven runs a game or more uh, if you don't pitch at the end of the game, you don't defend towards the end of the game, and you and you beat yourself – uh, it, it's going to be a short season for you. So, you know, that's the key uh, for Clemson. If Clemson doesn't beat itself, we're going to win a lot of games. All right, so I guess the question is, is all right, do you feel like you that you can develop answers then for you on the backside of that bullpen? And maybe can you give us some names? Well, we certainly have some options uh, that I think will be very good for us, and that will be in consideration. Uh, you know, one guy that pitched a lot for us last year, made a couple spar- uh, made one spot start for us at the end of the year was Matt Clark. You know, Matt is a lefty out of the bullpen. We value left-handed guys out of the bullpen. Matt, uh, we feel like, will be a big option for us. Another kid uh, that I'm really – well, he's not a kid. He's, he's I think, 23 years old. Um, another young man that we brought into the program who I'm anxious to see this fall, see how he does, who's looked very good in bullpen so far, uh, is Luke Sommerfeld, is a fifth-year transfer, young man that pitched at St. Louis University, uh, has pitched a lot of innings over his time. Uh, Holt Jones, uh, who pitched meaningful innings for us last year, is stronger, had a nice summer, uh, feel like he's going to be in the mix uh, for some bullpen innings and could also start Owen Griffith. You know, Owen now is in his third year in the program and uh, when healthy uh, and dialed in, uh, he's got power stuff uh, and has pitched a lot of meaningful innings for us. Um, Travis Marr, you know, Travis pitched a lot for us last year. Uh, again, is making trying to make some adjustments to see if we can make him more effective for us because he's got a good arm and he's got good stuff. Uh, Sam Weatherly, another left-hander that made a lot of starts in the middle of the week, uh, could be used either as a starter or a reliever. And, and we got a lot of newcomers. I mean, we've got Davis Sharp, uh, who I think is going to be in the mix um, to pitch meaningful innings early on. Uh, Nate Lamb, uh, left-hander out of Chesney, South Carolina, has got a big arm. Um, uh, Keyshawn Askew, lefty out of Atlanta. Um, that's a low-slot lefty that throws pretty hard. Uh, Justin Robleski is a name that, um, you know, if he can stay healthy, uh, this is a lefty that uh, turned down significant money out of the draft. His first bullpen, he didn't throw a fastball under 92. Uh, so he's going to be in the mix. And, uh, you know, so there's a number of guys. Jackson Lindley, uh, righty from right here, went to T.L. Hannah High School. He's got good sync on his fastball. I think he's going to be a low 90s righty. Um, so we feel like, again, you know, there's a lot of names in this mix. Um, Carter Raffield is uh, nicked up a little bit right now. He hasn't pitched for us yet in the bullpen, but another big arm out of South Georgia. Been up to 94, 95. Uh, so Coach C and Coach LaCroix recruited a lot of really good arms. I, we feel like talent-wise, the freshman arms that we have right now are the most talented group by far that we've had and you know and we're in year four so we recruited those guys we really started recruiting those guys three years ago Mm. 
Uh, so it's been a long time coming before this class could get here, but we feel like this is the deepest and the most talented group of arms that we've had from a projection standpoint. These guys are big. You know, Lamb and Askew and Raffield and Sharp and Lindley. You know, I'm looking up at a lot of these guys. They're, you know, they're 6'2 plus. You know, these are big projectable body guys that all uh, drew pro interest because of their projectability and their arm strength. We feel like they're going to be big time guys for us. We just got to develop them. All right. So you can also have somebody to receive them uh, as well. Starts with Wilkie uh, behind the behind the plate. Uh, you know, so we know Kyle's going to end. I think people not only forget what Kyle did behind the plate, they forget what he did at the plate. A 324 hitter for you last year led led the team, as a matter of fact, in in average. Um, he just came on gangbusters, and he really has kind of evolved into that alpha male behind the plate, which you you got to have. Well, he was an all-ACC catcher. Uh, and he had a, an unbelievable offensive year for us last year, uh, was our best hitter with runners in scoring position. A lot of people don't realize that when you start looking at guys like Seth Beer and Chris Williams and Logan Davidson, you know, big-time players, all, um, you know, all-American caliber players, and then you got Kyle Wilkie. And, uh, you know, people don't look at Kyle Wilkie as a big-time run producer, but he actually was our best hitter with runners in scoring position. So we certainly think Kyle's going to be right in the mix in the middle of the order for us this year and uh, and called a ton of games for us last year. Again, we went into last year thinking Chris Williams, if we can get him healthy, is going to be our primary catcher. And uh, it just didn't happen for Chris. And we left Chris over at first base, and we caught Kyle. And Kyle was an all-ACC player for us. So it's just a great story. Um, And he's a year older. He's more comfortable. Went up and played in the Cape Cod League against the best in the country and had a good summer. And and, uh, we're ready to to get Kyle back there and, and see how he does. And uh, but we've got another young man, a true freshman out of Virginia named Adam Hackenberg. And people need to remember Adam Hackenberg's name because uh, he is he's big, he's strong, he's physical, he's got big-time power at the plate, and he's got the best arm of any catcher I've ever had behind mm-hmm. the plate. This kid can really throw from behind the plate. So, you know, he's got to get adjusted to catching pitchers at this level, uh, but he's extremely smart, very bright young man. That was a 4-0 student in high school. Uh, He comes from a a family full of athletes. Dad played quarterback uh, in college. Uh, Older brother's an NFL quarterback. And another um, brother that he has, one of his older brothers, is a soccer player at Penn State. So this this young man comes from a – you know, from a family full of athletes, and I, I believe his mom was an Olympian, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, but he's smart, he's big, he's strong, he's physical. He's going to be in the mix. He's going to play. He's going to catch some. Uh, but it's great to have two guys that you can count on to go back there and catch meaningful innings for you, and both be in the lineup. So uh, we're looking forward to big things from Hack as well. All right, infield wise, like you said, up, up the middle, you're, you're pretty set. What you got in, in Greeny at at second. We could see some Sam Hall, I'm going to guess, probably at second base as, as well throughout the year. Obviously, Logan Davison back at, at shortstop. Uh, the two corner spots, you, you have some experience at third and at first base, though so you got to find an answer. Well, the names that you just mentioned are all going to be in that mix. And, and, and again, we're going to move some guys around and try to get creative uh, when it comes to what we do at third and first. 
Uh, Logan's going to be the shortstop. I think we all know that. Jordan Green has a tremendous amount of experience, and I see a uh, you know a Jordan Green right now that I think is um, is is really starting to take on more of a leadership role on this team. Um, he's looked very very good in the workout so far, and just has a, a little bit of a different aura about him now that he's a senior. Um, trying to lead these younger guys when it comes to work ethic and preparation. Uh, Grayson Bird is back, will be in his third full year now in our program as a starter. Um, he's going to be battling, you know, along with the Justin Hawkins, who can play third base. We could see Hawkins some at first. And Sam Hall. You know, Sam Hall's a guy that you just put him wherever you need him <laughs> uh, because he's probably the most dynamic player and the most versatile player that we have. He could play anywhere in the infield. He can play anywhere in the outfield. He could probably catch if we needed him to. So we're going to move Sam around a little bit, play Sam at third some. We'll slide him in at short and second just to keep him sharp there and may even put him over at first base some because I don't know if, if people realize just how good our team was defensively the last couple of years because we had a plus defender at first base. Uh, we had Rudy Cox and, and then Chris Williams. So you've got to have a good defensive first baseman and having an athlete like a Sam Hall, a Justin Hawkins, who was a shortstop growing up, you know, even Bird. Bird could potentially see some time at first base as we try to figure out, you know, who's going to, out of those three guys, who's going to play those other two spots. Uh, but we've got other guys, too. I mean, we've got a freshman in James Parker, who's a good defender, whose dad, Tim, played here at Clemson. Briar Hawkins is a true freshman. That's a two-way guy that I think could play third or first, could play second in a pinch if needed, and has um, a lot of power in the bat. Uh, Chad Ferry, true freshman out of 96 high school, uh, could play some first and third and corner outfield as well. So, you know, we've got a number of options. It's just a matter of getting those guys in there and, and seeing them compete against some of these arms and see how they do offensively and defensively. All right, that leads us to the outfield. You've got some dudes that can fly now in the outfield. They can certainly cover some some territory uh, for you. Uh, good to have Teodosio back after the experience that he got here, Meredith, obviously, uh, his freshman year, we just so banged up. We got mm-hmm. glimpses of him, but uh, mm-hmm. we just need to see consistency uh, out of him. Those, those are certainly, I, w- I would guess, are going to be two of your answers out there. Well, those two guys are certainly going to be in the mix to start for us. Um, and, and the big key with Kier is just keeping him healthy. You know, we're working really hard to make sure our, our, our training staff's done an amazing job and our strength staff have done an amazing job of kind of monitoring him throughout the summer. He stayed here and trained and rehabbed this summer. And we're just trying to get Kier back to 100%. And he's very close right now. Um, he's swinging a bat. He's running okay. Uh, we're just trying to, you know, make sure that we're, we're, we're cautious with him, but we've got to get him going too. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's just going to be a dynamic that we got to monitor throughout the fall. T.O. is healthy, uh, had a really good summer, uh, is bigger and stronger, and uh, has an unbelievable amount of tools. Uh, so those two guys are certainly going to be in a, fa- a factor. You know, the other three guys that's kind of stand out to me right now, uh, I think Matt Cooper is much better. Went out and played this summer. You know, Coop could find some time in the corner outfield, could also mix in at first base too, mm-hmm. uh, and is going to catch some. So we're going to move Coop around in those three spots, corner outfield first and catch. Uh, Sam Hall, again, you know, if we have to – Try to find a way to get Sam in that lineup. We could also stick him in the outfield. Another newcomer that I'm looking forward to seeing this fall is Michael Green. It's a transfer out of uh, Florence Darlington uh, Junior College. 
Left-handed bat, above average runner. Looks really good in workouts so far. Uh, could be in the mix. And Ferry, again, you know, Chad Ferry could see uh, some time in right field, uh, maybe some in left, uh, and also some in corner infield position. So there's a lot of competition this fall. But, uh, you know, so far uh, I've seen a lot to like. Um, I think we move better. You know, athletically, if you put Michael Green and you put T.O. and you put Kier in the outfield, you got above-average runners in all three spots uh, that are that are dynamic, that can that can do some different things. Um, and uh, you know, it looks like we're going to be a little more athletic. Uh, might be able to run a little bit more. Uh, but um, you know, again, that's I'm anxious to see how it all kind of ties together this weekend when we start up with team practice. One last thing for you: a little change, NCA, in that you get to actually see some teams in the fall. Mm-hmm. What a big plus that is! Oh, we're excited about it. Um, you know, we get a chance this fall to play two days, uh, and we're going to play um, uh, Georgia Southern first. We're going to go down uh, to Augusta. Uh, we were fortunate enough last year to open up. Uh, the Augusta Ballpark. It's the uh, um, South Atlantic League A-Ball affiliate uh, for the Giants, uh, for the San Francisco Giants. It's a beautiful ballpark, really nice ballpark. Uh, And we're going to go down there and play Georgia Southern on October the 13th. And then later in the fall on October the 27th, uh, we are going to play Coastal Carolina, so we're going to play, uh, you know, a, a team that won a national championship a couple years ago. Always a really good ball club. They're going to come up and play us here uh, on October the 27th. Uh, so we get a chance to play outside competition. So we're really excited about that. It'll be great for the guys from an experience standpoint to be able to play somebody besides themselves, <laughs> because the monotony for the players, I think, you know, after about three weekends, it starts to get a little monotonous to them. Not for us as coaches. We look forward to watching the guys compete. But I think sometimes, you know, just to be able to play somebody else is exciting for the guys. All right. See, all the best this fall. Uh, it'll be, obviously, it starts this weekend. Season will get here. Just just kind of hang on. We'll chomp at the bit and, and wait for that uh, that first February uh, opener. But, hey, all the best as you go through this fall. Keep the guys healthy. Uh, that I know that's one of the main things for you as well. Well, rule number one, you know, in our team rules is uh, nobody gets hurt. So, <laughs> so we're going to do – we'll do everything we can to push them as hard as we can. But we also want to make sure we stay healthy. So uh, that's a big focus for me always. And yeah, one of the things that you all can't see because we're doing this on radio, you look at Monty Lee's hands, the calluses are beginning to develop. Blisters have worn, calluses beginning to develop as he swings a fungo and gets ready for it. All right, there you go. A little visit uh, with our baseball coach, Monty Lee. Don't forget, you can go to ClemsonTigers.com. Check out everything athletic-wise for you with uh, Clemson Athletics, including ticket purchases that are there. Release fund also for Hurricane Florence. Want to remember that. All that information is there. Easiest way is to just go to redcross.org or you can text Florence to 90999 to make a $10 donation for that as well. For Head Coach Monty Lee, I'm Don Munson. Thanks for being with us. Go Tigers.